This episode of I'm Sitting in a Room is brought to you by Afadi Music, music for film and media. If interested in commissioning a musical work, please email raul at afadimusic.com. That's R-A-U-L at A-F-A-R-I music.com. Anthony Gott, and I am sitting in a room. At the beginning of this recording, I set a timer for an hour. Oh, and I, I didn't even do that. Uh, and until it goes off, I'm going to sit here and keep talking. Sorry, Diego, I'm going off script because I'm uh, setting my timer. Oh, there it is. Uh, setting my timer right now. For the next 60 minutes, I will be talking uninterrupted. Nobody will speak to me during this hour. I may move and stand if I wish, but must stay with an earshot of a microphone at all times. There are no guidelines for what I must talk about, but it is suggested I, des- I begin by describing the room around me. This is the end of my written prompt. Um, man, it is, it is Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Um, I had planned on doing this, I don't know, like a month ago when, when Diego first, first showed me this. Um, but sometimes life goes in unexpected ways, uh, for the better, for the worse. Um, but my room, the room I'm currently sitting in, it's my childhood room. It's my current office. I'm, I'm in my mom's house. She moved, she moved out and I moved back in my senior year of college and I'm still here now. Uh, we have every room in the house available now, but I'm inside, uh, my old bedroom. Um, I grew up here from age five till fuck. I mean, what? Twenty two. Twenty two is when I moved out to go uh, live in an apartment in Denton, over at UNT. I was a I was a mean green eagle over there in Denton. Um, but now I'm back home. Now I'm back home. I've been home for a minute. I think I've been here since last October. So. What, in two months, it'll be a year here again, back at the crib. It's, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting ride. I was telling Diego recently that, uh, I mean, a few days ago, my, my, my life is, my life, my world has kind of flipped on its head. Um, I've always been a guy who's wanted to explore and learn more about himself. And I've experienced, I've experimented with psychedelics. I've experimented with other stuff and, and meditation, Buddhism, Taoism, like looking into different ways to alter my consciousness and different ways to expand my mind and really just explore what it means to to be alive. And in that journey of, of really just, I mean, honestly, I say all that, it was really just to figure out how my head worked, how my brain worked. I, I have ADHD and uh, I wasn't even, I wasn't diagnosed with it until I was I guess 23, I kind of knew around like 22 for sure. I mean, I, I, I've always kind of known that my brain worked different ever since I was in like middle school. Like, but see, I don't even know where I'm going with this with, all, with, with my ADHD. I guess, I guess the, the exploration into, into my, into, into consciousness, into, into spirituality, into all these different things that are 
that are my current interest, at least, you know, even acting, um, exploring different parts of myself and different characters. Like it, it is, it's been about a journey of understanding self, understanding what it means to be me, understanding what barriers I've built on myself, what walls I've built up, what shame walls I've built up, what insecurities have, have trapped me inside this, this meat suit. Uh, that's one of my favorite words to call the body, the meat suit that we're all, that we all in, inhabit, you know, we all got one, we all, we all, uh, drive them around, some take better care of it than others, and some are in, you know, have the cleanest machine that the money can buy, but um, at the end of the day, we all got them, and I feel like it's a common misconception that, like, you know, we are our body, our souls, our, is like, everything that we are is inside this body, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's There's a lot more that happens inside of us that never sees the surface that I would, I would, I would not consider a part of my body that a part of the flesh, a part of the physical world that, you know, stays here once, once my time on this planet is gone. Once, you know, once I'm stopped breathing and those functions don't no longer work, the physical functions, the electrical functions to make my brain fire and all that shit. Like, I I struggle with I struggle with being calm with 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 collecting my thoughts. I mean that goes without saying. I had ADHD. I mean, like, what can you expect, right? That like it just goes without saying. But like, it, it if I could like. I was really able to really put words to it recently. It's like it, it's like it's like a whole bunch of chatter, just chatter, 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 constant noises. You hear all of the little, you hear the sound sounds of lights in the room. Like I I was supposed to start off with describing this room, but I don't I don't need to tell you what. There's a bunch of desks. There's computers. There's lights. There's LED lights everywhere. I lost the remote to them, and I can hear them. You know, like it's I struggle with that keeping my thoughts in check, keeping keeping the negative ones from ruminating and ruminating and ruminating and ruminating and ruminating. I I think more clearly now. I had a psychedelic experience here on Friday with some close friends and um I was I was in the backyard while while I was on these psychedelics and I was I was meditating and I was I was the most uncomfortable I'd ever been. It was hot. All of these uh, drugs were coursing through my veins and I, I I was I was very clearly under the influence. You could say I was peaking at the time and while I was sitting there cross-legged, I opened up my eyes and I saw the most beautiful image of of, of the clouds with the sun behind them shining over me and it was it was mystifying and it and it made me stop and sit and close my eyes and just breathe every uncomfortable sensation that i felt the mosquitoes the sun the sweat the itchiness of the grass the 
my body screaming at me, what are you doing? Go inside. There's air conditioning. Your friends are inside. You're safe. You're safe. Go inside. They'll help you. They'll protect you. All these things, these, these things that I struggle to tell myself every single day that the people you care about, the people that you protect, the people that you look out for also look out for you. They will also care for you. They will also protect you if you just go inside. But I didn't. I didn't go back inside right away. I stayed out there for another 15, 20, 30 minutes. I, I don't really know how long I was out there. My friends were inside watching a movie. Um, but I, I was just sitting, at my most uncomfortable. I was able to open my eyes, return to my breath, Looked back at the clouds and I could hear nothing. No chatter. No ruminating thoughts. No thoughts. Just, just the breath. And it, and, and it's quite quite literally the, the first time I've ever felt so much stillness and, and, and clarity in my own head. In all the time I've been around. I don't know how to describe that feeling. To like a neurotypical person. Like. I saw this movie The Sound of Metal. Um. And it's about, you know, the deaf experience, uh, but there's a very prominent scene at the very end of the film after um, Riz Ahmed, he, uh, the actor in the film, he, he, uh, he gets cochlear implants, the character gets cochlear implants in his ear to where he can hear again, but uh, those implants don't work the same and, and it just makes, he's outside in the park and, and it's just, there's all this static and noise and, and, and there's, there's, it's just so crowded you can't it, it, it gets overwhelming and then he he clicks it off and, it, and it's just silent and i mean that that's it that 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 moment that moment right there that's that's what i felt just a fucking break <laughs> and I don't I don't know man. I've come out of I've come out of this weekend with so much clarity. I've come out of this weekend a better person, a better partner, a better friend, a better brother. Psychedelics aren't for everybody. They're not. I would never advocate them for everybody because I've seen what they do to people who abuse them and, and I've seen what happens to people who just who who it reacts differently in their bodies, but like for me that it it allows me to explore so many different things about myself and tear down so many different walls that just, man, I, I struggle getting through on my own without some, some, some assistance. I'm, I'm on Adderall. I do all the, I, I meditate. I do, I do the things. Man, today I had, a, I had all three meals today. I drank all the water I needed to consume for my body. I drank a full gallon today and bro, when I tell you that was like the most impossible thing for like the past fucking month, shit, the past year of getting my body to just consume the resources it needed to function, 
properly. I'm embarrassed. Fucking, it was embarrassing. It was, it was. Em- I had nights where I've come to my partner like, like she's where she's clearly frustrated with me, and I, I'm just sitting there in tears just out of fucking embarrassment of like, why the fuck can't I just function like a regular adult? And, and, and instead of instead of instead of giving myself grace and love for the accommodations I'm gonna have to make to make my life more sustainable, more livable, more enjoyable for mine and my my partner's lives and my my, my dogs, my fuck any roommates I have in the future for the people in my life. It it takes grace. It takes patience. It takes love. It takes kindness. It takes understanding with myself. With yourself. That's the only way you get to the discoveries that matter. Not the superficial ones that make you feel like you're doing something. Because I've had plenty of those. Oh, I've had a fuck ton of superficial discoveries. But. I mean, the second I, was, I wasn't able to follow through, I met him with shame. And, and, and my fellow, you know, neurodivergents, my fellow cats with ADHD will probably get, get that part. The shame cycles, man. Because, like, everybody's got ruminating thoughts whenever they're getting insecure. But, like, hey, I hate to break it to you, man. Us ADHD folks are better. <laughs> We're more creative. We got way more ideas about how the fuck that thing can go wrong. And, unfortunately for us, most of the time, they don't let us ever get to the ideas that, you know, Will help us get it right. It'll help us get it right. I don't know. I've been able, I just, I, knowing that I'm so loved and supported by myself and by the people that I love and support so fiercely. Man, I feel like I can do anything. In a way that wasn't, like, this was the, like, this is the most real any of my dreams have felt. This is the most real, any, all the things that I, that I thought I was meant for when I was growing up as a kid. I always wanted to be a, I always wanted to be a superhero when I was younger. I didn't realize that wasn't a real job until I was like 13, you know, like that's, that's how, that's how deep into superheroes I was and, and, and action heroes and movie heroes and bro, I like denied myself even wanting to be an actor until the age of 22 because of how much shame I had around it about how I was able to convince myself it would never work. I'm from Watauga, Texas. You ever heard of Watauga, Texas? Probably fucking not. Probably heard of Keller. It's right nearby. It's one of the seventh safest places to live. A lot of sex, successful kids come out of there. Taga, not so much. Not so much. But let me just share this as a. I, I mean, I'm gonna. I've, I've been sharing it with all my closest people, but I mean, I might as well share it here too. I mean, like, I, I gotta. I got a fucking audition for a Nickelodeon show in LA. 
fucking kid from Watauga, Texas, had an L.A. audition for a guest star role on a Nickelodeon show in L.A. And quite literally, maybe what three months? Three months ago. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't have fucking. I couldn't have guessed that. Two what? Two two fucking weeks ago. I couldn't have guessed that. I mean, I know, I know the point here is to like just to ramble because I'm you know talking to myself and. But fuck, dude, I can't. And 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 the craziest part about that shit is, I, I, is I killed that shit. I killed that fucking audition. I went and got cooked. I did all the fucking. I did all the things that I see future working professional Anthony doing. Going out for auditions and for big shows, getting coached for the big shows, booking. The big shows. Cause why fucking not? Right, like what's so different? And, and then maybe and, and I've I've been I've been researching so much about manifestation and spirituality and like maybe this is like they, they talk about having it, right? That that that's the key, not thinking of, of wanting things, but having things. Like and I think that's that's what I'm finally stepping into right now. Like What's the fucking difference in 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 me five years from now and in me now, like in 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 my work ethic, my talent, all in in, in anything, right? If I, if I'm doing all the things that I would expect of myself to be doing in the future, when I am booking these shows, after researching and seeing what the people that are booking do, doing what they do, following in their footsteps, but matching it to what I do and what I bring, well then. I mean, fuck. Of course, it makes sense, right? Like, if if I'm if I'm dressing for the part that I want to play, and I'm doing all the things that that character is supposed to be doing, then eventually, then I'm just I'm just the character at some point, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I can see, like, I can see the studio. I can see me on set. I can see the fucking. I can see the cameras, I can see the slime, and in this scene I actually get blasted by marinara sauce at the end and shit, like, it, it's, it, it, like, I can see it all. It's clear as fucking day. I've seen Sunset Boulevard. I've never even flown to LA. Never even fucking been once in my life. I've been to a bunch of other countries, I've been to other countries, I've been to, I've been to other states and stuff. But, I mean, I've seen it, I've, I see it, man. And not just me, but for, but for everybody around me, man. I I, I have this uh, board in the, in my living room. Uh, my uh, acting coach, uh, Glenn Glenn Morshower. Um, if you're an actor who's listening to this, I, I highly recommend this class, it's Extra Mile Acting Workshop. That's my plug. Check it out, Glenn Morshower. If you want the email, hit me up. Um, oh shit, I'm supposed to plug my, I'm supposed to plug my social media at some point. Um, what is it? When do I need to do that? Oh shit! I'm I'm sorry, Diego. I went back to my phone. I'm supposed to email that to you. Include the yeah. What was I saying? Yeah, my acting coach has this uh. He's got this uh saying that things go well for me, 
And that's the saying, the phrase that he's gone lived by his entire life. That he believes in in, in pro-noia, which is the opposite of paranoia, that that his life is working for him and not that things are going to happen to him that are negative and, and will tear him down and all that stuff. Like he operates on a whole different different mind frame. And I and I've taken that that phrase and I modified it just a touch and I put it inside our house because I live with my partner and, and my little brother and I put it in when we moved in in October. I've been with Glenn now yeah, I've been with Glenn now a year, uh acting acting with him and learning from him and the other actors inside my class. But um yeah man, he, he I put it up and it goes uh and it says things go well for us. And and it's one that I see every goddamn day and, and it never leaves my there's not a single day that goes by where I don't read that sign and fully believe it. Because ever since we moved in here, regardless of any trials and tribulations, I had my appendix removed fucking two weeks ago. I had emergency appendicitis. We got back from my best friend's wedding, one of my best friend's fucking wedding in Michigan. The very next day, got hit with appendicitis and got my appendix moved out, but removed. But guess what? That same fucking week that I was dealing with the recovery, like two days, two, two three days after that shit, I got signed with an L- agency in LA. And they also represent me in ATL. Things went well for us, regardless of the bad shit, and I believe it. My life isn't perfect. Our life isn't perfect. Nobody's life is fucking perfect. But God damn it, man. We gotta believe it for ourselves. Because nobody else is gonna fucking believe it. Or you can't expect them to, at least. Maybe people will along the way. And, and, and hopefully it's the people close to you. But oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's strangers that just see what they're doing and get inspired by it. Because there are people that get inspired by it. As many people as there are that to throw to throw shade on the things that you're doing, to talk shit on the things that you're doing, that will say, no, there's no fucking way you can do that shit. You don't got to listen to them. You probably shouldn't listen to the people that are hyping you up either, to be honest. You got to keep a, and you got to keep a, a good, keen balance of self-awareness and really see where you're at or else you're not going to be able to grow in whatever your craft is. Because everybody's got a craft. Something that they're good at. Something that they, that they don't even realize or hasn't even been made yet. Sometimes. Hasn't even been invented for them to shine in. Goddamn, can you imagine what Twitch streamers were doing fucking 10 years ago? YouTubers 20 years ago? I mean, like, holy shit, dude. Everybody's got something. A gift to share with the world. And in man, some people are lucky enough to have several, multiple, and some are even blessed to discover new ones and get new ones awakened in them by their peers. Isn't that fucking beautiful? Every time I look at the clouds, I get inspired. Every time I look at the clouds, I get inspired. I, I, I see, I, I, every day now, I, I I, I keep piling onto this. I like, I'm almost like force feeding it down my throat. I like, I'm, I'm, I, I pile on so much gratitude every single day 
that it's like it's like damn near impossible at this point for me to have a bad day. Not that there aren't bad moments. Not that there aren't hard, painful moments throughout each day. Not every day. But damn. A full bad day where everything went wrong? I mean, there were clouds out. The sun was shining. I'm breathing. Shit, I'm not in as much pain as I was in yesterday. Or the, the pain that I, that, I, that I thought I had or that I thought was going to be worse today is, 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 you know, not necessarily better than yesterday, but it's not worse. Right? Or, 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 or that, that, that thing that I, would, that I wanted to start up, I didn't start up today, but I, 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 I have it penciled in for tomorrow. I scheduled it out. I organized it. Whatever, whatever shortcomings I had that day, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't make up for my whole day. And I, and I and I think I like to think about life that way too. Like not just not just the days, but like life. Like we're not just like we're not our past, you know. Like we are the combination of the things that we do in our present, and our past informs that. But damn, your life can change any fucking day you want. My life changed on Friday. And nothing about my physical scenario did. I'm still in the same fucking house. Didn't even buy new clothes. Didn't. No new clothes. No new. <coughs> Shit, sorry. <coughs> no new. No new materials. No new location. Just a new outlook. Just a. Not, not even that. Just, just a new discovery about myself. Just more information. More information about myself changed the whole game. And love and support. That was... I'm leaving out the biggest part. That's, that's The one thing is getting in the shit. Getting in... <laughs> while we were tripping, while we were, while we were on Psychedelic, I had, I had the dumbest... I don't know why I said this, but I was like, you gotta get through the stink to get to the gold. You gotta get through the stink... To get to the gold, and I, I fucking, I was, I was mad at it at first. I was like, man, if I got a quote, like if that's my fucking quote when I die, you gotta get through the stink to get to the gold. Like that's, that is the dumbest fucking shit. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's that sounds just perfect for me. It's simple. You know what I'm trying to tell you, and it can be so much deeper if you allow it to. Because all that's really saying is like you gotta go through some hardship to really discover what's on the other side that's gonna make you feel fulfilled. It's really gonna ignite your life, it's really gonna provide value, really move, you really shake, you really move others. And compel you to move and compel others to move. And take action. You gotta go through the stink to get to the gold, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through some shit. You gotta go out there in the middle of your peak, in the hot sun, sit in the grass, let yourself get beat up by mosquitoes, watch the mosquitoes do it as you get more irritated, and then close your eyes and meditate some more. 
endure that shit. Force yourself to when you have no real reason to. You're having a good time. You already are. You were having a great time before. Make yourself get uncomfortable for what? For why? To get to the gold. If I didn't do that shit, if I didn't sit out there in the heat, it was like, what, 97? I mean, it was dangerous. I probably shouldn't. I, I realistically don't. I should don't. Don't. don't I realistically, I should not have done that. That was probably like a health thing. But I was I was, I was hydrating. I was, I was doing a good job. And like I went inside before I got lightheaded or anything. So let me clear up health stuff. Um, and I guess I shouldn't say, like, I mean, I guess I shouldn't openly say I did psychedelics. Can you do that on public forums? Like in, like this is podcast, like public radio, technically, no one can see my face. But like eventually, like if someone goes back to this podcast and like looks it up, like, hmm. Diego, use your judgment, right? You're editing this afterwards. You're going to look at the audio. I mean, if you feel like, if you don't want to include it, you know, or you want to, you know, bleep out my cussing, maybe bleep out the, that part too. I mean, I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, at this point, like, they've done so much for my life. Like, if my mom finds out about it, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, sorry. If my agent finds out, sorry. It's made me, it, it it made my audition better. It's made it's made my emotional pool of feeling better as an actor. I've 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 been able to dive so much deeper into my emotional pool of what it means to to experience these quote unquote fictional scenarios. Cause damn man, I feel like so much has changed about me this weekend. From this one experience. And I didn't go nowhere, man. I'm still... I'm in my mom... I'm in my mom's house. I'm renting it out. I live here with my partner and my little brother. Like, even that part's still kind of where My little brother and I shared the office. And this is a bedroom that we shared a bed in. A bunk bed. And then it eventually became mine. And then it eventually became an office. Like... I think even my brother took over this room for a bit, actually, after I moved out. Like, come on, man. Like, I, this is like, like, they say trauma lives in homes, and like, there's so many memories attached to this place that I don't, like, sometimes it come up and like, shock me, bro, and like, and like, pull me out of, of whatever my delusional, things go well for me, pro state of mind is. I call it delusional, because I don't think it is, but, you know, I'm sure some of you listening and some... Some people that I tell sure as hell think I do because, like, I mean, it is kind of crazy, you know? In this world, we're fed so many negative things about what to expect and to be realistic and to be rational and to... Is it rational to expect things to go well for me all the time? No. Not really. Is it reasonable? Is it is it an expectation I should hold? Is it going to lead me to a lot of disappointment? No. Because... Things go well for me. Things go well for us. Regardless. I feel like I'm just repeating myself. I don't really know what else to talk about. I mean, I don't, this this whole this whole experience I had this weekend is just kind of like it's it shifted everything for me. Like I I've I've, I've been. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm extremely tired and. I just got out of my uh, acting class that started at like six thirty Central Time, and it's what mid. It's twelve. It's twelve forty in the morning now. It's been like six hours of of being in acting class, and I was I was the last scene of the night. I just got done acting too. 
I, I just couldn't, I couldn't put off, uh, Diego, I couldn't put this off any longer. I'm sorry I put it off as long as I did, uh, because I wanted, I wanted to get this to you way sooner. Um, I mean, so let me, let me just, I mean, let me, let me describe myself to the audience. For those who don't know who I am, I'm, I, I've said my name at the top. I'm Anthony Gott. What does that mean to you? It means that I'm a 5'9 black and Mexican boy, black and Mexican young man who lives in Watauga, Texas, DFW area. Um, I got curly hair some days. It's straight some days. It's short on the sides. I call it, I got, I got, I got like a poofball on top. I got dark eyes. Um acne that comes back sporadically. I took Accutane to get rid of it and I stopped taking the follow-up medications and I was all coming back. Uh, well, I, I, I do I do a lot of shit all the time. I'm just always doing things, jumping from thing to thing, just always seeking a new way of creative expression, I guess, is kind of what I would call it. Like, I, like my, my journey through school was really, like, odd. I guess like it was it was not conventional by any means. Like I, I started off in community college when I graduated high school. I was originally gonna go to phys I wanted to be a physical therapist and go to PT school. Like a year into basics for that shit, I was like, okay, I can't. I'm not science. I can't. Again, I want to help people, but this is not my medium. Um, and then I had a I had a I had a coffee meeting with some of my friends. Uh, some good friends of mine, old friends that I don't, I don't talk to as much now, but Jamie Fanikin and McKenna Hardy, they were, we were, we were at a tar, we were at Starbucks together, and they they brought up the idea of like going into broadcasting and broadcast journalism, and like putting me in front of a camera, and I was like, oh man, that sounds great! Like that's like, yeah, I can I can tell stories, I can help people, fantastic! That's like right up my alley, and I was doing that for a while, and I got up to UNT. And I was in the news station up there, and man, holy shit, did that rock my world. Getting to the news station and realizing that, like, hey, even at the college level, they'll take your stories, modify them so they're not even yours, and then tell you to go pitch them like they are. Like, oh, my God. Like, I had I had so many of my stories rewritten to where they just weren't the same story, and they asked me to go push it out on the nightly news that same evening, you know, and, and say, like, this is my story. I did it. How do you feel? Universe. World. That was a gut check. Um, I had a police story about uh, Darius Tarver. Um, if you're in Texas, in the Denton area, went to UNT, you know about him. He was killed and uh, shot and killed by police officers um, at the Foundry Apartments nearby. And it, it, not to get too much into the details, he was recently had a uh, car accident, um, was in a mental state man panic state he was knocking out some lights with the pan he had a pan and a knife in his hand he was coming down the stairs um he was given maybe i mean from the time you see him at the top of the stairs to the bottom he was given maybe 15 seconds i think maybe standing still for about five before tasers were fired on him and then after that he jumped forward you know lurching forward because he was shot with a taser and then he was shot he fell to the ground they knocked away his they kicked away the knife, and then they let him walk back to a, for his frying pan, and then they shot him again. 
after he picked it up and started walking towards the officers again. And that's, that's, I mean, I saw the body cam footage. That's, that is what happened. And I wrote it as such. And, you know, they went in and changed that shit. And that, they made it far more, far more of a neutral story than I had written. And, and it was just not the same story. And that moment really was just, man, I was done. I think I was done there with journalism. Journalism for a network, at least, like for any sort of station. And like, it, thankfully, it was my junior year of, of, of college. It was, like, it was like my last semester of my junior year, going into my senior year where I discovered this shit. And God damn, I'm so glad that I was at the station at that time because I, I joined... The TV shows there. They had they had like some campus shows where they got to act and stuff. And that's where I discovered this whole fucking acting journey. At fucking 23, I let myself do it because it was for fun to relieve myself of all this stress of journalism that I was doing. And I hated it, but I fucking love doing scenes. I fucking love playing these characters. I got to explore so much of myself. And then it was so superficial too. It was dog shit. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. But now I, I, I discovered something that I, I feel like I'm meant to do for the rest of my life. And so even now, that whole experience at UNT and college and then going through these different routes of, what do I want to do with my life? I don't know. Something. Something creative. I don't know. I want to tell stories somehow. It, 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 I look, it, I look back even at this with gratitude. Like, sure, I wish I would have had more years training and and stuff like that. But man, I'm enjoying playing catch up. I'm it's fucking fun catching up to my peers that are that have been doing this for years and 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 are and are, and are fucking fantastic and 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 getting to work alongside them and and have them push me to new levels and even have and and me getting to push them. Because it, it, acting in, in, in like that, like that's the one thing that anybody can do, man. If you can just feel, you, you can be, anybody can be the best actor on any goddamn given day. And that's the truth. You can put up a kid who's never done some shit before with the right scene, the right set of fucking circumstances that, that, that he has lived through in his life that he can just bring to a scene that nobody else can bring. Not even the fucking best. Denzel's. Leo's fucking oh. no I've just been talking about like myself I mean obviously because I don't really know what else to talk about in a sense. Because I'm sitting in my room. In a room. My room. And, uh... Diego, you left me with this microphone. And, and I'm checking the recording. i got like 30-something minutes left. And... Where's my head sitting right now? My head is tired. My heart is happy. 
I don't want to talk about myself anymore. I don't want to talk about myself. I want to talk about... God damn, what do I want to talk about, man? I want to talk about my... Oh, bro. Um, we'll talk about my fucking beautiful partner. Um, I got Polaroids up here on my desk. I've got... I'm a big believer in, in, in visually reminding yourself what the fuck and why the fuck you do what you do. Like, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a note card that says, what's your why? And right next to that shit, I've got three Polaroids of Elissa, Elissa Rodriguez. Ooh, the love of my life. I love her so much. Um, uh, I've also got Abba, which means God in Latin. It mean, I've got, uh, I've got a little picture. I've got a picture of myself when I was fucking, I was fucking like 10. And it's it's a photo from when I was, from my school pictures, um, and I, I remember it. It's like I'm like in fourth grade, I think, at this point. Yeah, I think because I have it's this is when I stopped smiling um, in photos, and I don't really know. Fuck, man, I don't I don't know when it happened, why it happened. I still haven't been I haven't gone through and, and really processed what's happened. In like that though when one of them like throughout those formative years, but like there's like a point in time like in any sort of like school photos till I'm like fucking fourteen, I have this smile where I don't smile with my teeth anymore. I have I have a big wide smile. I love my smile, man. I love my smile now. But like I don't I stopped doing it. And and even that's my why too. Little Anthony. Little Anthony that they clearly just needed some love and some fucking support because I, I don't know why, but I do remember the feelings of, of feeling so just beaten down, so small, so weak, so scared. I remember getting bullied when I was younger. I don't think it was then. I think it was before because I used to have a Spanish accent. I learned Spanish first um, as my first language. And I eventually, I fully like dropped it and stopped using it for so long. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell I have an accent. Like, pero pero cuando hablo español, tengo un acento que está tan grande y, y lo puedo hablar y todo eso y y y ni y, 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 y ustedes no pueden entender porque estoy hablando en español, pero Diego me puede entender. Like all 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 that all like like. Let's bring back that kid's smile, man. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to be able. I want to be able to. I want to be able to give performances and be on shows that, man, that at least for the thirty minutes that you're watching that show, you're having a good time. You don't have. You have a little bit less pain in 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 your fucking day. That 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 that. that I was able to give, give you a smile, man. And that's ambitious, right? Like they, I, I, to 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 think about yourself in that kind of a way. Like I feel like I can impact somebody to make them feel a feel a certain way. But like, man, why the fuck not, man? I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather go around spending my time thinking I can make people smile, trying my best to make people smile, and, and meeting them where they're at, and not not trying to force nothing. Just just being me, living my life, and 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 and. and I don't know, man. Like that that's that's what I want out of this life. It is it, show up from show up for little Anthony. 
show up for the little kids, show up for show up for the little the little scared kids inside all of us. And the little scared kids that are just little scared kids that don't know what the fuck is going on. And just, just be a, 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 a being of light and, and presence and attention and, a, and attentiveness and intention and care and tenderness for the people I love. And for the people that I, especially for the people that I don't. And especially for the people that I disagree with. Because that's the only way we'll ever, we'll ever start to fucking understand each other. And start to break down these barriers that are fucking everywhere, man. We're so, we're so siloed. We're so pigeonholed into what we believe and what we think is right and what's meant for us. I've got this, I've got this book I've been reading. Um, it's called Reality. That's just the name of it. It's like 600 pages. It's about this poem written by the, it's, it's about this poem written by this Greek philosopher. I think he's actually Italian philosopher Parmenides and, uh, He's, he had a big influence on Western philosophy, and he talks about uh, this, in this poem, he talks about this dream that he has, and in this dream, he um, goes down this canal that has two paths, and, and he meets um, the goddess of justice, and, and all these things, I won't go into it, but the main thing is that he talks about how when he gets to this, to, when he goes down this road, uh, he comes across two paths with the fork in the road, the road of everything and the road of nothing. And in that breakdown of, of the thing, of the, of, the, of the poem, it goes into, um, he explains that there's a third path that humans have made that is, that is somewhere in between. And I think that, that that somewhere in between is like that silo that we've, that we've kind of given ourselves, that the, our pigeonholes, our, our, our echo chambers, if you will, of my side is always right because... Your side is dumb and stupid and does, da, 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 doesn't know any better, doesn't do any research, and you your side is just your side is just is just so young and ignorant and dumb and, and stupid and, and you guys don't know anything. You you just believe anything the liberal media tells you and and you know and you, I mean, you mean I'm doing a stereotype of, of 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 these groups that I'm talking about right now, right? Like that's and there's so much death to both sides of, of whatever whatever you're talking about. But we seem to believe that it's like if you're that if you decide to be if you align yourself with one belief, you now believe everything that could possibly be underneath that umbrella, and that's just not true with most people. It's just not the truth. Like to to expect that of people. And I think that's that's the thing. Like, there's a path of the, there's a path that leads to everything, where everything in this life exists. In the poem, the Greek poem, there's a path that has where everything exists. Every thought is real. Everything that everything exists. Every creator is real. Every religion, its belief is real. There's a path of nothing where none of it is real. We go into the dirt when we pass away, and that's just how it ends. Nothing exists, and, and, and even the world that we're living in is an illusion. It's just not even real. Just nothing is real. Either everything is, or everything isn't. And those are the two paths presented to Parmenides. 
and he talks about the goddess talks about the third path that's formed and it's this path of some things but not all things wanting to go back and forth between hand picking and cherry picking the things that we want to believe there and hand picking the things that we want to believe there and in other things or not believe for that matter right and that's the one that humans are are most in we contradict ourselves all the fucking time we say we want peace but how much do we spend preparing for war right just in preparation just in case we say we're about community, but half of us don't even know our neighbors. I don't know my neighbors. Barely know my neighbors. We say we want the best for somebody, everybody, but the second they start to do better than us, we start to get jealous. Subconsciously. All these in-betweens. Everything is or it isn't. And that's kind of where I've been at. I'm, I'm at this point that, like, everything's real. Every, 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 everything is, is, is potentially true. Like, a, a Christian praying to his God, the faith that he has, he or, he or she or they have. They still get power from it. They still pull from the same source as me, who's someone who just sees himself as spiritual, as the Buddhist monk, as the atheist, as the Hinduist, the Catholic, the Jewish man, woman non-binary person the that there that there that's all a link to the same source the same place I, it, that's that's where that's where I've gotten in 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 this whole thing about spirits and the universe and manifestation and the things that that happen in this world and pronoia and all these things the metaphysical the spiritual the physical the real the Man, it feels nice to talk about stuff. It feels nice to just talk about this openly and honestly know that I that no one's going to talk back because like this is stuff for me that I, I've been, this is the most self-conscious I've, I've been about my belief systems. Like I grew up Catholic. I grew up a devout Catholic. I was, had so I still got Catholic guilt embedded in my body, you know, that I'm working to remove. But I mean, like, I got confirmed even in high school, you know, that this is going to be my religion forever. And like, at some point in my 20s, I became atheist. And then after that, I started exploring spirituality and honestly taking psychedelics. And like, that opened up so much for me. And like, I don't know, man. I just don't see a world where like, I go to hell just because like, I don't have Jesus in my heart. But I am a good person and work to actively make things better for people around me and my, and the, the, anyone that I see that's in trouble struggling I just find it hard to believe that now I get doomed to hell in this scenario you know or if I'm like the if I'm the Hindu priest who has healed countless and, and countless and countless numbers of people 
done a lot of good for them. The Buddhist who has set himself free. The 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 like any religion, any creed. It all pulls from the same source energy. And I think that's something that like that's that's how I see it too. Is like it's source, a source. It's unbiased. It's unforgiving. That's the only reason I can. That's the only way I can wrap my head around so many different types of spiritual religious people being successful, even though they don't have the. Even when it's like good, quote unquote, not good, quote unquote, bad, quote unquote, evil, quote unquote, you know, whatever. Whatever we want to, whatever negative label we want to attach to a person who has one of those belief systems, but still manages to strive forward regardless, right? And I think that's what really solidified it for me that, like, yeah, everything, everything is real. All those, all those faith systems are real. They got to. There's too many people that, that there's too many people that do well on each of them. Misuse them for sure. Mistreat them for sure. Use them to harm others, absolutely, right? But hmm. it all comes from the same place. We all came from the same place, in my eyes. You can call it heaven, you can call it hell, you can call it space, a space, the beyond, the uh. Not the paranormal, but the uh, the void, the uh... oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Man, oh, thank God! It's under it's, on, it's under ten minutes because my brain's turning to mush. It's one a.m. now. It's one a.m. now over here. Oh man. Have you ever wondered that like what like what life could be like? Like if nothing could go wrong. That's the question I started asking myself a while back. That like I think kinda opened up like the can of worms for me and in, in, in this whole manifestation thing because like like if nothing could go wrong what would you be doing right now? That's the challenge. That's the question I'm asking all of you to ask yourself. If nothing could go wrong no one you love will hate you or feel differently about it. It's not going to affect your family, your friends in a negative way, yourself in a negative way. There's no chance of it failing. It's going to succeed no matter what. What would you do? Notice I didn't say... If everything went right, what would you be doing? But in a world where nothing can go wrong, what would you do?
And I think um, I think that's what I'm going to leave you guys on. Start there. Explore there. Figure out what your resistances are to the life you want to live. To the spectacular life you want to live. Because everyone is deserving and worthy of a spectacular life. Everyone. Just gotta go through some healing. That's the secret. All the negative reactions you see out of like the worst kinds of people is just unhealed trauma. A past wound being reopened. Hatred. A hatred that's pouring out that was embedded in them by somebody else. And somebody else before them and somebody else before them. And that's not to let them off the hook because it doesn't. They're still responsible for their own healing. But ask yourself, what resistances do I have? What do I fear will go wrong? Because once you go through and start setting the questions of like, well, what do I do if nothing went wrong? And you start asking yourself, what are the things that could go wrong? And you start asking yourself, well, like, why do I think it would go wrong if that happened? And how can I make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, shit, man, that's when you're in the money. That's when you're in the game, man. That's when you're on your, that's when you're figuring out how to really build, grab the building blocks of the dream life you want to live. Right? Figuring out how you how you fit in the space and if nothing could go wrong in your deepest, darkest dreams, your brightest desires. If they were possible right now, and nothing could go wrong, what would you do? In a world where you can go after anything you want in this life, and nothing can go wrong, what would you Please in that question for a minute. Mm. Diego, I, I wanted to thank you for having me on. This has been so nice to just sit. Let my thoughts kind of go as they go. Double back, backtrack. Probably get lost in confusion somewhat along the way, but at the end of the day, it's true. All of it. I fully believe that things work for me. I fully believe that things go well for me. I fully believe anything is possible for me.
it took about a year to get there. Which it probably much, much longer. But um, I'm glad I'm here. So one last time. In a perfect world where nothing can go wrong and it can only go right. What's the one thing, the one thing you would do at the drop of a hat that would fulfill your life and bring you immense joy and happiness? Sit on that for a minute or two. Thank you, my time is up. I Am Sitting in a Room is a co-cast network and collective arts production created by Anthony Wilkinson and Rachel Bandy. Music by Raul Rivera-Pun, edited by Diego de la Espriella. All co-cast network productions are made possible by our Patreon supporters. You can find us at patreon.com slash coarts. That's patreon.com slash c-o-a-r-t-s. If you are interested in being featured in an episode, please email co.artsproductions at gmail.com. And that's co.artsproductions at gmail.com.